Hey guys, welcome to Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. My name is Luis. And I'm Scott. Welcome to today's podcast. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, here with Scott and Luis. And this week, we are going to talk about something known as a Discovery Bible Study, or DBS for short. So, what is a discovery Bible study? What is this thing that we're talking about? Well, it's a Bible study, but it's based in discovery, that people discover Scripture on their own, that they discover God on their own, and we want to keep it simple and reproducible. So, Luis, why is a discovery Bible study important, and where does it fit on our disciple-making pathway? Yeah. Yeah, discovery Bible studies, I think... Um are important as as we've been learning, you know, this year about disciple making movements, uh, and and when we talk about disciple making movements, we talk about um, disciples, you know, within any given church or an organization, uh, being made consistently uh, to the fourth generation, Second Timothy two two, and also you know, uh, the the Great Commission, Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty. Um, we talk about. Um, and we've been learning that uh, discovery-based learning is, mm-hmm. you know, a key to disciple-making movements throughout the world, uh, and we're learning that here in the West as well. As well, you know, it's 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 better to have people discover things on their own than just kind of be told just what be to told do. And spoon-fed. Yeah, and yeah. nobody likes to be told what to do. But if you're sitting there in an environment where you guys are, you know, have have begun to love each other and have begun to explore community together, uh, and then you're like, oh, that's what the Bible says, or that's what you know Jesus is about, um, and then you kind of and 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 Jesus kind of asked those same questions, and the, you know the Jesus kind of taught by asking questions, right? That's what I mean to say, you know, and and so that's kind of like a rabbinical way of learning, a rabbinical mm. way of teaching, and so we're kind of just taking our, our pointers from Jesus is like allowing people to discover God for themselves um, and, and, and going at their own pace. Where it fits on our, dis, um, our disciple-making pathway is you've been listening, talk about becoming a people of extraordinary prayer and fasting, you know, praying, um, believing that God is going to do something cool. Before mm-hmm. ever there's a disciple-making movement, or DMM for short, right, there is first a prayer movement, and, and that's been studied and yeah. from, from, from the beginning. And we see that even with um, our family of churches, the Christian Missionary Alliance, from the very beginning. We were uh, first a prayer-focused people. In fact, the DNA of the Christian Missionary Alliance is says that uh, prayer is the primary work of the people. And so when we think of disciple-making movements, we think of... Uh, that that they're being born out of this place of prayer where we've asked God, where are you at work and how can I join you? That's the first part mm. of our disciple-making uh, continuum. You know, Before ever we come in contact with other people, we've been asking God, how can we join you? And then we've begun to live the blessed rhythms. The uh, rhythms and blesses an acronym for uh, beginning with prayer, um, listening, eating, uh, serving intentionally right um and then sharing the gospel uh and sharing the story with others and so then we go to you know living as missionaries and then you know uh, 
focusing on mission where we've heard the Lord, you know, asking us to, to, to focus when we pray, you know, wh where are you at work and how can I join you? And then we begin to plant the gospel, right? Mm. Not planting churches yet, right? But planting the gospel and, and, and bringing uh, the gospel to people and putting the word of God in, in, in their own hands and, and allowing the spirit to go to work on them. And that's where uh, the discovery Bible studies fit. And then, a lot of times what we see and what we're learning is once you've started to do some discovery Bible studies, then churches begin to emerge. Micro expressions, simple churches and other churches, you know, begin to emerge out of those uh, simple and reproducible groups that we are calling discovery Bible studies. Yeah, we got prayer and fasting, living the blessed rhythms and, you know, being a missionary in your community and then discovery bible studies we have alpha and different ways that are very entry focused for people here at the simple church collective and so for a discovery bible study we're going to take you through a set of questions that we ask um or that are the facilitator then asks and so these are questions that can be applied to any biblical text that, that are not uh prescribed to one exact text but can be usable and so we start with uh, a connection section um, these questions are based on forming community and connection, and hopefully these are people that uh, you have some relationship with already, but this builds further community between everyone. So simply, what are you thankful for? That's the first question. I want these questions to be non-threatening, simple. Secondly, what are, what's the challenge that you're facing? And you know, These questions might be, um, what's, what are you thankful for in this past week? What's a challenge of this past week or a difficulty? Because you may be meeting weekly. And then simply, uh, how did you do with your last I will statement? What did you say last time we met that you're going to go do? And how did that go? Did right. you do it? Was it hard, easy? Um, what happened? And that creates some accountability, a level of obedience and, and being faithful. And so those are the, the connect questions. Um, really set the, the beginning of the Discovery Bible study um, for anyone to, to approach and answer. And so and then you get into the discovery portion itself, discovering yeah. Scripture. And Luis, what do those questions look like? Yeah. And sometimes before we begin those questions, I think um, what we've done is we, we pause right after that connection and pray. Mm. Right. And sometimes we do that at the beginning or sometimes we do that at the end. You know, at first, you know, those questions don't seem overly spiritual, but they kind of set everything up and then we pray and then we kind of go into the text. So yeah. you could take some time to pray right there and then you move into the text. And then as you move into the text, we move into the discovery uh, section of uh, the DBS. And then we first read the passage out loud. You read the passage out loud in its entirety. Uh, and then you ask uh, someone in the group to retell the passage in their own words. And I love that section because people will say what stood out to them. And this is what the passage and, you know, nine times out of ten in my experience has been like people, you know, Multiple, multiple people yeah. want to contribute to, oh, this is what I saw, this is what you saw. Yeah. And, and then they fill it in mm -hmm. and then they fill in like this person retells a story and then. They get it, and then people around them start to fill in the question. And then you ask this question, right? What stands out to you about the passage? And different things stand out to different people. I love mm -hmm. how the Lord works. You know, one part of the story might stand out to you, another part of the story might stand out to someone else. And then you ask the question, 
what does this passage tell us about God? And you start to kind of get to hear about the character of God. You kind of start to get to hear about who God is, right? And so in many ways, you're kind of starting to teach and kind of set the groundwork for, you know, worship, right? As a community, like God. That's how people discover God. Right. Like, well, God is amazing. God is all powerful. You know, uh, the other day we were doing a DBS um, and it was like uh, Jesus calling the first disciples and, you know, they were fishing. And then all of a sudden these guys who knew what they were doing fishing, Jesus says, hey, um, you know, cast a net on the other side. And all of a sudden they, you know, their nets are so full. And, and, and Peter's like, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. But now I understand that you are who you say you are, you know, mm-hmm. and basically um, people were like, wow, that God is, you know, um, what we learned about God here." In this passage, it's like God is powerful and all powerful over everything. He is powerful over the fish in the sea, you know, and he also yeah. uh, uh, knew, you know, he knew more than the expert fishermen. Exactly, yeah. you know, and and, and God's all knowing, and so that kind of thing stands out. And then, what does this passage tell us about people? And and that passage is when where we can start relating, you know, uh, a lot of times with the people in the text. You know, their need for a savior, uh, their brokenness, uh, thinking in, in, they they know a certain amount. You know, like they're an expert too. And in some yeah. cases too, like like you know, like sometimes it's okay to be sad, right? Because there's mm. people that are sad, or people in the passage, you know, experience grief, you know. Um, or, yeah. they, or people in the passage go to Jesus for healing. Like, it's okay for Je- for us to go to Jesus for healing, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, and, and that's an amazing part because you learn that the scripture is not full of people who have it all together. That yeah. the scripture is full of people who are in need of God, who are in need of a Savior, who understand that God is God and they are not. And so mm-hmm. that's what the discovery section is about. After the discovery section... Um, you kind of go into this ending section, the go section, if you will. Um, don't skip these questions. It might be tempting to avoid them. Uh, they could be challenging. And it's how do you specifically live out this text? Like, how do you apply this? And this is where people will create an I will statement. I will do blank. I will this week do something. And that might be challenging. It might take a little bit of time to, to think of. Um, give that space. Give that time for people to think about what they could do, how they could apply the text. Each text might be a little bit different application, and that's okay. And then as I said in the connect questions, you revisit this next week. right? And then the last question is, who are you going to share or who are you going to tell about what you've discovered? What is that person that you're going to tell what you learned? That's not easy. That might be hard for some people, um, but it's it's taking uh, the idea of making disciples to, out out to people and it's sharing scripture with people. But it's a very approachable way to do that. And so we're just trying to live out and be faithful and obedient to Jesus through the Discovery Bible Study method. And so to recap, you start with the connect questions. What are you thankful for? What's a challenge right now? And Howard's, how'd you do on your last I will statement? You go into discovery questions, you read the passage, someone retells it in their own words, then you ask, like, what stood out to you? What does the passage tell us about God? And what does this passage tell us about people? 
And then you wrap it up with how can you live this out, creating an I will statement. And then who are you going to tell about what you've discovered? How are you going to share this? So that's a discovery Bible study in a nutshell. Um, and as we begin to kind of land the plane here, we want to share some tips for anyone here who wants to lead a Discovery Bible study now or in the future or join us in, in the Simple Church Collective and just have an idea of, of what leadership in a Discovery Bible study could look like. Yeah. So he, here are a couple of tips um, for anyone that's uh, considering facilitating a DBS. First thing is that the leaders facilitate, they do not teach. This is not a time for you to jump on a on a soapbox. This is not a time for you to show your theological prowess. This is a time for you to facilitate an encounter uh, between people and uh, the Holy Spirit, the author of the scriptures, and mm. the scriptures themselves. So it's a sacred time, right? Because many of the people um, that we will be having DBSs with will be either non-believers or new believers, but everyone can benefit from you know, these simple questions, yeah. whether you've yeah. been studying the Bible your entire life, whether you have a degree, uh, you know, a demon or anything like that, you know, a, a doctoral in, in ministry. Um, anyone can learn from the text because we believe that the text is living and active, that the text uh, is sharper than any double-edged sword and that the text um you know, will do what it was set out to do in the lives of people. And so trust a process. You don't have to teach. Let the Holy Spirit be the one that enlightens, puts a light, right, on... Let, let Holy Spirit illuminate the text for people. The text, exactly. Illumination, right? Mm. And then the second is, like Scott was saying, focus on the ghost section. Do not skip the last two questions. The main goal here is to build disciples that are obedient and not just full of head knowledge. Yeah. Right? Heart, you want heart knowledge. Right. You want heart and transformation. And also practicing, right? So practicing disciples that go and love their neighbors, that go and do the hard stuff of the gospel, that pray for those who persecute them, right? That pray for those that are their enemies, right? You know, whatever that means for the, for, the, for the people studying, right? And that do the hard work of forgiveness, that go and make amends with people. Like, you want them doing the hard stuff of the gospel because that's how you understand that people are growing in their level of following Jesus, their discipleship. And so don't lean out of those two last questions. Lean, lean in to those two last questions. Yeah, and then the third one, a third tip for you guys is stay in the passage that you're, you're in. Whatever text uh, you guys are reading for that time, stay in there. Uh, not everyone has the same theological background or knowledge. People may just not know the Bible as well. And so if we begin referencing different parts of Scripture or going off into different tangents, uh, people might get lost. And they might be afraid to discover scripture on their own. Staying in the text that you have as a group, not bouncing around, think about how you can pass off leaders, right? Pass off leadership to people. Um, this, is, this is a practice that we want to have at the Simple Church Collective and having shared leadership. We never want one person, one person having to dictate everything, holding the whole ship up by themselves kind of, kind of mentality. We want to avoid that. So be ready and willing to pass off leadership. Share it with, with someone else in, in your group. Um, and be mindfully training up someone else 
to take on the mantle leadership. Because then when someone is ready and trained and, and able to lead and facilitate, which doesn't take a lot because this is simple and reproducible, they can then multiply a discovery Bible study, which is the, our, our fifth tip is having multiplication in the DNA of the group. As people are uh, being trained, as everyone is being able to lead and share, inevitably multiplication should occur, should be the outcome. Yeah. That is the desired outcome that we would multiply, that more people then would be able to discover God on their own. Yeah, so from the very first day, right, you're weaving multiplication into the DNA of the group. Um, you are saying, hey guys, you do not have to be an expert to facilitate one of these discussions. You just have to be willing, and you have to be willing to to be obedient to the text, right? And the goal is not necessarily to grow um, groups by addition, but like to multiply, right? Um, sometimes people will stay with the original group, uh, while others you will go on and start new groups. Um, so all the while, you're praying, you're discerning, you're hearing from God as you're facilitating these groups. Who has, you know... Uh, begun to show some leader you know some leadership chops you know and who's who's uh uh the spirit kind of pointing out to you that could begin um, potentially leading a dbs somewhere else and then lastly how do you choose uh the text that you're going to do you, there's a couple of tools you can go to dbsgroups.com for scripture list um, and plans uh, we're going to actually put some um links down below and also uh, a couple of list of uh, plans that we are going through and have gone through as well but also ask the spirit what season is your group in right mm -hmm. um and and what texts do you guys need to go through in order to grow as a community so it's been fun doing this with you guys that's kind of peek into uh you know, discovery Bible studies, and these can be done differently. But the goal is obedience-based disciple-making that is rooted in the scriptures, right? Obedience-based disciple-making that is rooted in the scriptures. So if you guys have any questions, make sure you guys reach out to us. You can hit us up at media at simplechurchcollective.com. Much love to you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.